Hello. I don't know if you can tell which one of us is which, but... I'm Lydia. I'm the northern one. And I'm Grace. But I mean, the only person that really listens to us is my mum, so I'm hoping... Pretty she, much, yeah. She at least knows who I am. <laughs> Number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> I made my mum listen to it the other day, but like, I had to force her to sit in the car and make sure we were driving somewhere with a distance, so she had to listen to it. <laughs> She's like, but I just, I just don't like podcasts, they annoy me. I'm a music person. I'm like, Mum, you will You're not, though. Me. This is the thing. I thought I was too, but actually I'm not. I actually, I can't remember the last time I listened to music. I don't even listen to music at the gym now. No, I listen to the um, Let's, Let's Not Meet. No, well, I listen to Let's Not Meet in the car and then Red Handed is at the gym because it's like an hour long. Mm, so yeah. I'm like, cool, when it's done, I'm done too. Yeah, yeah. I literally don't listen to music anymore. Yeah, because I I don't I normally drive places that are like twenty minutes long, so I don't want to keep listening to like different playlists and stuff. So I just listen to a few episodes of something like really short, or listen to like one twenty minute episode. Mm. It just passes the time, and we've got a big uh, road trip up to Scotland in a couple of weeks, so we know what we're going to be listening to. So I've stopped listening to Let's Not Meet. Which is this podcast really? that Lydia showed me because I'm scared I'm going to finish it all and then I'm going to have nothing left because I was listening. <laughs> it was all I was listening to for like a week. Yeah. And I was getting through it. I was season one, two, I think I'm on three and there's only four seasons. Oh no, I'm, yeah, I'm still on season two. Well, leave it until we go to Scotland yeah, and that can be I'm our doing. road trip. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I'm like that with Red Handed now. I've caught up with every single one of their published episodes, including their Patreon ones. <laughs> And now I'm just like on tender hooks, waiting for, the, for that email notification to say that they've uploaded well, a new you get one. Emails now. I'm not that. Yeah. Bad there. But I do. I do listen to them. But I'm not like. I don't listen to that all the time. Yeah. Um. I have to apologise if you can hear one the rain, two the road workers outside, and three my dog scratching at the door because she's terrified of all the noise. <laughs> so uh, I'll edit as much as I can. But if you can still hear it. Just a bit of background noise to soothe you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we're just Oh, people. and a siren's going past now. Brilliant. This is podcasting on a budget, guys. Yeah, <laughs> living up north. Yeah, we can't afford a fancy studio I or anything like that. I have to apologise for because I live down south and it's absolutely silent here and the weather is wonderful. <laughs> okay, but at least I'll be able to afford a house and stuff because the cost of living is so much cheaper. <laughs> that, is true, that is true, that is true. Mind you, let's be honest, I still won't be able to afford a house though. But yeah, so today we're talking about um Shinriko, and that's just how I'm going to say it. Let's apologise now for any mispronunciations because there is going to be some. And because this podcast is about this episode's about a cult in Japan, and there's lots of yeah. Japanese names, and yeah. we are little white English girls who have no culture in them, and we cannot pronounce <laughs> these names. So, we will do our best not to offend anyone. This cult is called. Um Shinriko. So let's just start straight in. Yeah. Um Shinriko is a Japanese doomsday cult founded by Shoko Asahara in 1984. It carried out the deadly Tokyo subway siren attack in 1995 and was found to have been responsible for another smaller siren attack the previous year. Siren is a human-made chemical warfare agent classed as a nerve agent. In case you're wondering, because I was. I thought, mm. what the fuck is siren? It gets even more interesting. Yeah. The group has never actually confessed to these crimes, and they claim that those who carried out the attacks did so secretly, without being known to other executives and ordinary believers. On July 6th, 2018, after exhausting all appeals, Asahara and six followers were executed as a punishment for the 1995 attacks and other crimes. The remaining six on death row were executed on the 26th of July, 2018. That's a lot of time to have appeals. Like, I know in America, death row lasts for ages as well, but I didn't even think Japan had the death penalty. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. It's interesting, because I didn't think they did either. But, I mean, I, maybe there, it's, like, exceptional circumstances. Because mm. I've never really... I don't know. I mean, obviously... Mind I, you, we're never taught about, like, Japanese yeah, legal I, system I, or anything. I, it's I, always about America. I was going to say, obviously, other countries have the death penalty. It can't just be America. But that is really no, what we no. about, isn't it? yeah. You yeah, just think definitely. like, oh, America does and we don't, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Um, Shinrinkyo, whose name means Supreme Truth, began in the 1980s as a spiritual group, mixing 
Hindu and Buddhist beliefs, later working on elements of apocalyptic Christian prophecies. Why is it always apocalypse with the Christians? Like, come on. Take a leaf out of the Buddhist book. Just live in peace. Like, it's always the Christians, mate. Telling you. The group's founder, Choko Asahara, declared himself to be both Christ and the first enlightened one since Buddha. That's a big statement. Yeah, I'm both. Buddha is the one. Like, I'm don't both, try and replace yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Asahara, formerly known as Chizio Masamoto, born on the 2nd of March, 1955, was one of nine children in a family of tatami map makers in Japan's Kutamoto Prefecture which is about 300 kilometers south of Hiroshima and just east of Nagasaki in southern Japan. Wow. It's Sorry. literally like Can we across stop? the bay. You did really well. I'm, that sentence was really... The way you said tatami map makers without fucking stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at you like, oh my God. But like, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm, I'm, this is a big, bold claim to make, but like... Asian names I'm normally okay with sometimes. Oh, here we go. It's Americans when they've got like the shit. Yeah, it's it's Americans when they've got the stupid like double barrel ones that don't even, like the syllables don't even go together and it's like a tongue twister in itself. I can't do it. Like, like John Bonet. When would you? Yeah. Who would ever call their daughter John Bonet? Two boys' names merged into one. Yeah. I don't know. That's a whole other thing for another day. Why do parents fuck their kids up with their names? When he was born, doctors found that he had infantile glaucoma, which made him lose sight in his left eye and go partially blind in his right eye at a young age. Um, Due to his limited sight, he attended the school for the blind. Asahara was known to be a bully at school, taking advantage of other students by beating them and extorting money from them. He graduated two years late at the age of 20 in 1975. High school graduation age in Japan is much like the UK when you're you're around 18. So, yeah. Okay. He's definitely the oldest kid in his class. And turned to the study of acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, which were common careers for blind people in Japan. He married the following year and eventually fathered 12 children, the eldest of whom was born in 1978. I mean, that's a lot of kids. Just, yeah. Well, it's too many. I think after I'd popped out a third one, I'd be like, oh my God, slow down. Yeah. Be like, just don't touch me ever again if you're not going to use protection. Thank you very much. (laughs) I don't know if that was from, I don't know if those 12 children were from the same marriage. Like, I know he was only married once, but I don't know if they were all from that marriage. Yeah. But I mean, this Um, is like um... the 70s, so it was common that they had big families as well. I know even over here it was common. Yeah, but I mean, also, if he's if he's trying to make a little cult, this is what people do, don't they? Yeah, they start them off young. Yeah, yeah, make their own cult. Let's build the numbers where we can, and then people will see that we have a cult of, like, 15 people. Yeah, but they're all my kids. Mm. In 1982, Asahara was convicted of pr- practicing pharmacy without a license and selling unregulated drugs, for which he was fined 200,000 yen, which is the equivalent to about 260,000 in 2019. I don't know what that is in dollars or pounds, but it's it's enough that he lost his business and became bankrupt. So Asahara's interest in religion reportedly started around this time. Having been recently married, he worked to support his large and growing family and dedicated his free time to the study of various religious... He dedicated his free time to study of various religious concepts. Asahara had become a member of a small new religion, a Gonshu, a movement with strong Hindu and Buddhist elements. After his trial and a period of spiritual crisis, he established his own new religious, Um Shinsen no Kai, later known as Um Shinrikyo. In 1984, Asahara began handling out leaflets, preaching on the street corners and teaching yoga and healing through the use of herbal medicines. Also, is it a new religion if you're just copying, like if you're just nitpicking out of other religions? Do you know what I mean? But isn't that what all religion is really anyway? I don't know. They take ideas from other people. Yeah, I suppose. But also... Isn't all religion a cult? Oh my god. <laughs> but Don't like, honestly, get me started. 
if you think about it, this isn't just me trying to be controversial and the fact that I'm not religious and I'm not trying to just piss anyone off for no reason. But any religion starts as a cult. Yeah, but also, did you... There's a documentary on Netflix, have you watched it, about Bikram yoga? No, uh, uh, maybe... Because that was in the 70s, so this was probably around the same I think, time. was it called like Wild West Country or something like that? No, it was called Bikram. It's separate. Oh, uh, okay. No, I don't think I've seen it. So he, I mean, he it wasn't, I don't know if you'd call it a cult, but he had like all these people who was teaching them yoga. They came from like mm. all around the world. But he was like sexually assaulting the women as well. Really? Yeah. And that was, like, that was massive. But you know what I mean? Like what? These new religions that he's trying to set up, or that I'm sure plenty of other people set up each year, how is that any different from like Christianity or whatever? Like the only thing that's separating them is the time. Do you know what I mean? That they've been around. Mm. Like Christians have have committed atrocities as well in the name of their religion. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. It's how is it any different? Like what makes Christianity? valid and other ones not Nothing. just because they're new just the length of time yeah yeah like i don't know i don't think i'm gonna get an answer to that <laughs> question i'm not trying to piss anyone off i promise like there will be times i will try and get a rise out of people and this is not one of them i, promise. I think this is a whole other podcast yeah let's yeah. question lydia's thoughts on, on faith and religion. religion and cult so, well we'd be here forever yeah I mean, I'm not saying, like, I believe in something, I just don't believe in religious structure. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. But I, th- I think it's, it's it's funny when you look at cults, every single cult we've looked at, mm. they've thought they were the new fucking messiah. Yeah, but that's, uh, yeah. Or the lamb of God or whatever the hell they yeah. think they are. Atahara's supposed mission was to take upon himself the sins of the world. And he claimed that he could transfer. Sorry, I just think it's so ridiculous. <laughs> the sins of the world, mate. Are you going to make that claim so boldly? Like, anyway, I digress, like you would say. And he claimed that he could transfer spiritual power to his followers and ultimately take away their sins and bad deeds. While some reject Unstrumiko's claims of Buddhist characteristics and affiliations with Buddhism. Other scholars refer to it as an offshoot of Japanese Buddhism, and this is how the movement generally defined and saw itself. Asahara outlined that a doomsday for prophecy, which included a third world war instigated by the United States. Wow. Obviously. Now this obviously. Guy, this guy's starting to make a lot of sense now. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, I can understand why the United States is the... Um... It's like a roll of the dice. Like, If there's going to be a third world war, who would who would start it? Pretty yeah. much we could all say it would be the United yeah. States. But also, in the part of Japan that he lived in, it was literally across the bay from Nagasaki and not too far away from Hiroshima. So mm. the effects of the atomic bombs and all the bombings and everything were still in place yeah do you know what i mean so he will have seen he's still seeing the um destruction and stuff of the second second world war yeah um and he'll have grown up around that and stuff so to point out the united states isn't a uh isn't a reach for me like i don't know about anyone else it's always either the u.s or the russians isn't it yeah definitely yeah and namely the russians coming here somewhere surprising enough or oh, not yeah. so surprising um, according to Robert J. Lifton, an American psychiatrist and author, Asahara described a final conflict accumulating in a nuclear Armageddon, borrowing the term from the Book of Revelation 1616. Honestly, when are they just going to get rid of this book? Because it would have saved a hell of a lot of lives. I need to give it a read. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, but that might finally take bag- me over the. Oh my god. That might finally Please tip me don't. over the edge. God, you'll be a new cult leader. Humanity would end except for the elite who would join on, obviously, like every other cult leader's belief. <laughs> Om's mission was not only to spread the word of salvation, but also to survive these end times. Asahara predicted that Armageddon would occur in 1997. 
Shoko Asahara referred to the United States as the beast from the Book of Revelation, predicting it would eventually attack Japan. Again, that last part of the sentence sort of is the only part of this whole story that makes sense. Asahara had begun calling himself the Holy Pope, Saviour of the Country, and Tokyo's Christ. In 1990, Asahara fielded a list of 25 candidates for the Diet, which is the Japanese Parliament. Don't know if you pronounce it as the Diet, but we're gonna we're gonna go with it. We're gonna go with it. Uh, with the idea that their victory would give him the prime ministership. Okay, should should he repl- should he have replaced Boris? Do we think? What is that? So he reckons if he basically picked everyone in Parliament, he would then win. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I mean, you've got to have your friends close. The name Om Shumrikyo, usually referred in English as Om Supreme True, derives from the Sanskrit syllable Um, used to represent the universe, wholeness, and perfection. I think it's Om, you know? You know that symbol? Yeah. All the white girls get that. Like yoga. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what well, I haven't got it, so. But yeah. In 2000, the organization changed its name to ALF. The first letter of the Phoenician, Hebrew, and Arabic alphabets. And it also replaced its logo. Eilf, in Jewish mysticism, represents oneness with God. And I'm not really sure why that's relevant, because are they now a Jewish cult? No, I think it's more a case of they're taking little bits from everywhere. Do you know what I mean? I think um, in 2000. Like, they were trying to they, rebrand in 2000. Yeah, like, five yeah. years ago, they fucking... Pretty bad rep, you know, trying to and they thought let's get a bit more inclusivity with the other with the other religions. We've got no beef with the Jews, so let's just Exactly steal some of their ideas. But I think any like new religion does try to be like that one religion that encompasses all the good in each one. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um which sort of makes sense until they go doing mass murder and mass suicide. So they're on the right track, track in the beginning. Um Shinriko was founded by Soko Asahara in his one-bedroom apartment in Tokyo's Shibuya ward, starting off as a yoga and meditation class known as Omu Shinsen no Kai, and steadily grew in the following years. It gained official status as a religious organisation in 1989 and attracted a considerable number of graduates from Japan's elite universities, thus being dubbed a religion for the elite. Although Om was, from the beginning, considered controversial in Japan, it had yet to be associated with serious crimes. It was during this period that Asahara became obsessed with biblical prophecies. Om's public relations activities included publishing comics and animated cartoons that attempted to tie its religious ideas to popular anime and manga themes, including space missions, powerful weapons, world conspiracies and the quest for the ultimate truth. One thing about them going towards like manga and stuff like that, they did it because they wanted to target like the outcasts, so like the loners who they thought would probably want to belong somewhere, and that was probably the easiest way to get their numbers up. Yeah, that's just a little tidbit that I learnt from another podcast. On published several magazines adopting a somewhat missionary attitude, advertising and recruitment activities dubbed the On Salvation Plan included claims of curing physical illnesses with health improvement techniques, realising life goals by improving intelligence and positive thinking, and concentrating on what was important at the expense of leisure. This was to be accomplished by practising ancient teachings. These efforts resulted in OM becoming one of the fastest growing religious groups in Japan's history. I mean... On paper it all sounds great, like at the start. I just don't... I mean... Sorry if this is going to upset or bother anyone, but I just don't understand how you could think that a religion can cure your physical illnesses. Yeah, but they do with um, like Christian preachers in America every day. Any religion. I don't understand how. No, I, I suppose it's like people get that desperate, don't they? Yeah, I guess. And it's like feeding off people's desperation. Yeah, that's true. And like vulnerabilities. Right. So it's not... I. I I judge the people who want curing and stuff like that. I judge them less than I do the people offering the curing. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. David E. Kaplan and Andrew Marshall claim that its practices remain secret. 
Initiation rituals often involve the use of hallucinogens such as LSD. Religious practices often involved extremely aesthetic practices claimed to be yoga. These included everything from followers being hung upside down to being given shock therapy. Former cult members have testified that they paid handsomely for rituals involving Asahara's hair and bath water, despite the group urging followers to reject materialism. One described paying more than £6,115 in 1988 for a blood initiation, where he drank what was said to be the leader's blood. They did this. I don't know if I've put this in this like the script bit, but they did this because he would claim that if they drank his blood, part of his like spirituality and his powers quotes would go into them, mm. and that's how their sins would be cleansed. Yeah, that's how he would take on their sins. So like the whole living positively and curing physical illnesses and mental health and stuff is great until you bring in the blood initiations and stuff like Mm. as soon as someone says like oh this is how you can come and live with us and you're like oh yeah great like i've been like had such a bad life all this oh but you've got to drink the leader's blood i'll be like oh i'm tapping out thanks yeah like do you know what i mean like it's it's not how you catch a bloodborne virus by 1989, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government granted Om Shinriko legal status as a religious organisation. This meant tax breaks and less accountability to authorities. From then on, Um's internal structure would grow and mimic that of the central government, which, with Asahara creating different ministries and agencies within the cult, including a health and welfare ministry and a home affairs ministry, among others. I mean, he's making his own little government. Yeah, he's, like, trying to make his own country within the country. Yeah. The cult says it grew from only a few members at the time it was incorporated to around 10,000 by 1992, and then to 50,000 worldwide, including 11,400 in Japan, by the time of the 1995 attack. Japanese police said the cult was worth around 430 million yen when it received religious corporation status in 1989. And that grew to an estimated 100 billion yen in 1995, by which time OM had more than 30 branches in six countries. The money came from OM members themselves, who were asked to donate all of their worldly possessions upon entering the cult. Funds were also generated by OM-related businesses, including yoga lessons, book sales and computer service centres. I mean, that is massive. 30 branches in six countries. That's the biggest cult that we've talked about so far. Oh yeah, definitely. Massive. And given having to give all your worldly possessions and all your money, that why does that happen in all cults? Because they want as much control over you as possible, don't they? Yeah. And they see it as like handing over any sort of materialistic properties. Like, oh, you don't need it when you when you're living with us. Blah blah blah. All yeah. this. The group operated in the former Soviet states after the collapse of the USSR. In March 2016, Montenegro expelled 58 foreigners suspected of association with Om Shinrikyo. They were gathered in a hotel that they had rented in the former Yugoslav region. Four were from Japan. The Interior Ministry said, but 43 were from Russia, seven were from Belarus, three from Ukraine, and one from Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan? I think it's Uzbekistan. Let's just go with that. Um, Russian raids in April 2016 targeted 25 properties. The group is illegal in Russia, but prosecutors said at the time that it might have up to 300,000 Russian followers. That's a lot. Like, in 2016, like... Listen, they believe in the power of the um. But the, but the group is underground by this time. Mm. They're not even, like, everyone knows they're still around, but they're not as, like, around as they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. A few human rights activists in Japan have defended ums, cultists, who have not been found guilty of crimes, saying that they were unaware of plans to attack the Tokyo subway, but members have little prospect of social or official acceptance, despite attempts to distance themselves from the events of more than two decades ago. Um, Shinrikyo is designated as a terrorist organisation in the US and many other countries, but Aleph and Hikari Noir are both legal in Japan. 
albeit designated as dangerous religions, subject to heightened surveillance. You know why they were so easily able to be legal in Japan? Because after World War II, America put pressure on Japan to allow new religions like to come in easily into the culture. So they put laws in place so that you couldn't challenge new religions. Why? Because they because they wanted to sort of stamp out the Japanese culture and uh, original religions because the US wanted more control. Ah, that's interesting. So Christianity and stuff like that would and their fundamentals would be able to go in easier. Yeah. So it was like as a punishment for Japan going against them in World War Two. That's which is interesting. I never actually mad. I don't know whether it was like officially, but it was definitely pressure from America to put that on. Yeah, yeah. The cult started attracting controversy in the late 1980s with accusations of deception of recruits, holding cult members against their will, forcing members to donate money and murdering a cult member who tried to leave in February 1989. In October 1989, the group's negotiations with Tsutsumi Sakamoto, an anti-cult lawyer, threatening a lawsuit against them, which could potentially bankrupt the group, failed. Sakamoto had won the argument for Asahara to submit to a blood test to test for the special power that the leader claimed was present throughout his body. This is another reason for the blood's initiation, and followers believed that by ingesting Asahara's blood, they would gain some of his power and expand their spiritual levels. The result of the blood test found no oddities, of course, in Asahara's blood, This would have clearly embarrassed him. Several days later, on November 3rd, 1989, several Omshinriko members, including Hideo Morai, Chief Scientist Satoru Hashimoto, a martial arts master, Tomomasa Nakagawa, (laughs) these names, I can't, and Katsuaki Okazaki, drove to Yokohama, where Sakamoto lived. They carried a pouch with 14 hypodermic syringes and a supply of potassium chloride. According to the court testimony provided by the perpetrators later, they planned to use the chemical substance to kidnap Sakamoto, Yokohama's Shinkansen train station, but it was a holiday, so he slept in with his family at home. Apologies, I can't say these (laughs) Japanese words. At 3am, the group entered Sakamoto's apartment through an unlocked door. Sakamoto was struck on the head with a hammer, and his wife was beaten. Their 14-month-old son was injected with the potassium chloride, and then his face was covered with a cloth. While the two adults struggled, they were also injected with the potassium chloride. His wife died from the toxic injection, but Sakamoto did not die as quickly from the injection alone and was strangled. The family's remains were placed in metal drums and hidden in three separate rural areas in three different prefectures, so that in case the bodies are uncovered, police might not link the three incidents. How is that your logic? They're literally related. I mean, yeah, but you see it with so many other cases we've already done, like the um, in America, like the Zodiac. People are it was in dumb, three though. different, like three different districts, wasn't it? Yeah, so. I get the logic, but you find someone and then you find, and then they'll be like. Oh, that's his. And wife. then the DNA. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Their their logic is that they're not going to tell each other that they found bodies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they it don't. It would be national it. news, wouldn't it? We found someone in a drum in the drum in the middle of nowhere. Oh, so did we. Yeah. In my brain, it would be news. Yeah, yeah. Their bed sheets were burned and the tools were dropped in the ocean. The victims' teeth were smashed to frustrate identification. Their bodies were not found until the perpetrators revealed the locations after they were captured in connection with the 1995 Tokyo subway attack. So, I mean, they went some time without being caught, which is... They must have hidden the drums in, like, plain sight. Do you know what I mean? And not even that, though. You'd have... They found the people. They found the bodies there. Yeah, yeah. They just but, didn't like... find... But what I mean is, though, like... For them to only find the bodies when they're told about them after the 1995 attack, they must have hidden the the drums in plain sight, like not in the middle of like a forest or, do you know what I mean? Like out of where it would look out of place, and someone would want to like investigate it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or like kids would see it out of place and think, "Oh, what's in there? Let's open it." Yeah. In the same month, Sakamoto recorded an interview for a talk show on the Japanese TV station TBS. TBS then had the interview secretly shown to the group without notifying Sakamoto. 
intentionally breaking the protection of sources. The group then pressured CBS to cancel this broadcast. I think that that probably should have come in before the murder, but I think that was like the last straw for them. That's what initiated them. This guy was pissing them off, telling them that his cult leader was no one. And then he did an interview with the telly and the telly showed the cult and they were like, fuck this guy, we're going to kill him and his wife and his baby. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. In July 1993, cult members sprayed large amounts of a liquid containing anthrax spores from a cooling tower on the roof of Umshinriko's Tokyo headquarters. However, their plan to cause an anthrax epidemic failed. The attack resulted in a large number of complaints about the bad odours, but no infections. Why do I all of a sudden think Umshinriko was the mastermind behind coronavirus? Maybe. (laughs) But question... If you're trying to release anthrax into the air... Why are you cold, doing it where you like, live? Yeah, why are you doing it off your own fucking roof? <laughs> why wouldn't you break on to, break into someone else's building, put it onto their roof, and then take away suspicion from you? You know what I mean? Like, they literally didn't care about being caught. Fuck knows. I don't know what they're... <laughs> they're mad. A lot of them, they're mad. They're mad. At the end of 1993, the cult started secretly manufacturing the nerve agent Sarin. Yeah, Sarin. And later, VX gas. The Nazis had developed Sarin gas during the war. Initial symptoms following exposure to Sarin are a runny nose, tightness in the chest, and constriction of the pupils. Soon after, the person will have difficulty breathing, and they will experience nausea and drooling. As they continue to lose control of their bodily functions, they may vomit, defecate and urinate. This phase is followed by twitching and jerking. Ultimately, the person becomes comatose and suffocates in a series of convulsive spasms. Another little fact for you. The Nazis did develop it, but they never used it. I think it got to that point and Hitler was like, come on, we've, we've, uh, we've drawn the line here. We've done enough. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing this one. But... um. But yeah, so it's still questioned to this day why Hitler wouldn't use it because they were ruthless in every other aspect of an attack. I don't know. Don't know. Food for thought. Hmm. Mishinriko also attempted to manufacture a thousand automatic rifles but only managed to make one. I've never related to something so much in my life. Like, you know, when you have such good intentions and then your own fucking incompetence and laziness just gets away with you. It's like, come on, guys, we're, we're going to get really get productive here. We're going to make a thousand of them, like, minimum. Like, let's really get cracking down. And then the you make of, one and you're yeah, like, you know what? This is fucking, this is hard, man. I can't Yeah, be th- th- Yeah, we're not trained for this. Let's, let's just, just keep it let's at just, one. Let's just gas them all. I can't be asked. Oh, God. <laughs> According to the testimony of Kenichi Hirose, at the Tokyo District Court in 2000, he mentioned that Asahara wanted the group to be self-sufficient in manufacturing AK-74s, with one working model smuggled secretly to Japan in order to be studied and used as a basis for future on-made AK-74s. I've never heard of an AK-74. AK-47, sure. I know. I know. But wasn't... I know Charles Manson and that were dealing in weapons as well, but oh, so was the Branch Davidians. Yeah, yeah, but they were doing it legally because they were going to trade shows and stuff. Do you and know they mean? were in America. Yeah, they weren't making them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if they were making weapons, but like they they were doing it as a source of income, I think, yeah. because of where they lived as well. So it wasn't like out of the ordinary. Untested it sarine on sheep at. Banjawan Station, remote pastoral, pastoral property in Western Australia, killing 29 sheep. Both Sa- sheep. I know, sad. Both Sarin and VX were then used in several assassinations and assassination attempts over 1994-95. On the night of the 27th of June 1994, the cult carried out a chemical weapons attack against civilians when they released Sarin in the central Japanese city of Matsumoto, Nagano. With the help of a converted refrigerator truck, members of the cult released the cloud of sarin which floated near the homes of judges who were overseeing a lawsuit concerning a real estate dispute which had predicted to go against the cult. 
This Matsumoto incident killed eight and harmed 500 more people. Like, you... They could never have believed that they could have gotten away with this. No, but I don't think they think... I don't know if they always think they do. I think this is, like, the idea of being a martyr. Maybe, but, like, it's the whole thing of... It's like with Manson. He targeted people he'd met and people known he'd met. Like, he didn't hide the fact that it was him and his cult. Do you know what I mean? Even though his message was to start a race war and to make people believe that it was a black person doing it all. Yeah. And these people, they release the anthrax off their own fucking roof and then they target the judges in their cases. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... I mean, yeah, they're not trying to make it so, like, other people have to blame. Like, I just think they don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. They, they didn't plan on living long enough to get caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe it was, like, a mass suicide type thing. Well, this is the... Is that this? I'm trying to think now. I'm sure... We might talk about it later, but I'm sure this is the cult as well where... um, What's the guy's name that fucking runs this? Asahara. I've said it about a million times. Asahara. Asahara. His whole idea was if you die if if you die young and the cult kills you, we're stopping you from then getting any more sin. Oh yeah, I so think we're I actually doing that. you a favor. So they they are I think the people that like are part of this cult are really like martyrs because they're dying for this. Yeah, thinking it's yeah. going to rid them of their sin. Yeah. Police investigations focused only on one innocent local resident. This poor guy. And failed to implicate the cult at the time. It was only after the Tokyo subway attack that Umshinrika was discovered to be behind this Matsumoto serene attack. (laughs) I don't know how... So, so far, they've got away with this and killing three people. Oh, it's just... It's terrible. I'm not here. And even just three people, they killed the person in the February as well for wanting to leave. Yeah. Because they killed him because... They, um, he witnessed in one of their like initiation things. It involves getting into a bath that's slowly heated up to like 120 degrees, and you've got to stay in as as long as possible to like cleanse your soul. What like it hell? burns the sins of your soul, and someone died doing it, and he witnessed it, and that that was like the snapping point for him. He was like, "I've got to get out of here. Like this is as da- like this is dangerous." Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. That's what made him realize, and then he actually went to Asahara and said, "Listen, I, like, can I leave? I promise to like not cause any trouble or anything like that. But I just don't think it's for me." And apparent, I think it was a case of Asahara was like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll think about it." And then he ordered someone to try and kill him or to kill him. I don't know if they went through with it. No, he watched someone boil themselves to death. Exactly, like, bad. yeah. In December nineteen ninety four and January nineteen ninety five. Masami Tsuchiya of Umshinriko synthesized 100 to 200 grams of VX gas, which he used to attack three people. Two people were injured and a 28-year-old man was killed. He is believed to be the first fully documented victim of VX gas. What is VX gas? I don't is know. Is that like a nerve agent as well? I think it's like a separate nerve agent, yeah. Oh, okay. The VX victim, whom Shoko Asahara had suspected was a spy was attacked at 7am on the 12th of December 1994 on the streets of Osaka by Tomomitsu Nimi and another UM member who sprinkled the nerve agent... Oh, there you go, yes. A nerve agent. He sprinkled the nerve agent on his neck. He chased them for about 100 yards before collapsing, dying 10 years... 10 years? Oh, my God. (laughs) Dying 10 days later without coming out of a deep coma. So, really, it's got the same effects as sarin. I suppose it's like the ones that happened not long ago, isn't it? In the perfume bottles. You know, they they claim they it was like the ex Russian spy and his daughter. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I remember that. Um doctors in the hospital suspected at the time that he had been poisoned with an organosophate. I think it's what causes your organs to fail. Yeah, a pesticide, yeah. But the cause of death was pinned down only after cult members arrested for the subway attack in Tokyo in March 1995 confessed to the killing. Fucking shock horror. These would have gotten along great with Susan Atkins. How she fucking loved talking about what they all did. 
Yeah, how can they not? How? What's? Uh, what are the Japanese police doing? What are they up to? I know. I know. Doesn't sound like they're up to a lot. In February 1995, several cult members kidnapped Kiyoshi Korea, a, a 69-year-old brother of the member who had escaped from a Tokyo street and took him to a compound near Mount Fuji where he was killed. His corpse was destroyed in a microwave-powered incinerator and the, remnants oh <laughs> and the remnants disposed of in Lake Kawaguchi. Before Korea was abducted, he had been receiving threatening phone calls demanding to know the whereabouts of his sister, and he had left a note saying, If I disappear, I was abducted by Umshinriko. Police made plans to simultaneously raid cult facilities across Japan in March 1995. Prosecutors alleged Asahara was tipped off about this, and he ordered the Tokyo subway attack to divert police. But that would be not the first thing that I would do. If I... If me or, like, any member of my family ever got, like, in with a cult or in trouble with something like that, I'd write a diary being, like, if anything happens, this is why. And then, like, put it, like, at the back of my wardrobe or something where I know that the police search people who are trained to look for stuff like that would find it. No. Why would you not just text me? Because texts can be deleted. A diary can be taken. Yeah, not if you um, not if you hide it. I mean, I don't know. Like in a, like an air vent or something like that. Like, God, the trained search team is like they're trained to look in certain places, whereas the normal person who doesn't really know about like all this won't look. You know what I mean? I mean, all of this is irrelevant anyway because I'm hoping that you'll never get involved in the cult. So, well, no, I'm thinking about you. If you stop reading the fucking <laughs> book of Revelations, <laughs> if I, you will know. Before I go missing, where I'm going. You'll know, you'll be like, it's that dickhead that she's been hanging around with that's telling her that aliens are real and that all, all the people in gone, Illuminati are aliens. She's fucking gone to the gate of Area 51. I know exactly where she is. Yeah, I know exactly where she is, just trying to find the edge of the world. She's dressed in a fucking silver uh, onesie, trying, trying to be an alien. She's trying to find the entrance to Hollow Earth. I know exactly <laughs> where she is, the middle of Antarctica. <laughs> oh, God. If only. If I had the money, I would do it as well. If I had the money, I would visit every single conspiracy site ever, and I would. That is the start of a horror film. Thank you very much. I would definitely go missing, but, I mean, it would be a life, <laughs> it would be a life well spent, yeah. Definitely worth it. <laughs> on the morning of March 1995 UM members released a binary chemical weapon most closely to wait most closely chemically similar to sarin in a coordinated attack on five trains in the Tokyo subway system killing 13 commuters seriously injuring 54 people and affecting more than 980 others some estimates claim that as many as 6,000 people were injured by the siren and it is difficult to obtain the exact numbers since many victims are reluctant to come forward. Prosecutors allege that Asahara was tipped off by an insider about the planned police raids on the court facilities and ordered the attack in central Tokyo to divert police attention away from the group. Obviously makes sense. Let's divert the attention away from us. Let's do mass murder. The attack evidently backfired, obviously. And... <laughs> I'm so judgmental of everything. And police conducted huge simultaneous raids on the cult compounds across the country. Over the next week, a full scale of OMS activities was revealed for the first time. At the cult's headquarters in Kamikoshiki, on the foot of Mount Fuji, police found explosives, chemical weapons and a Russian... Mil MI seventeen military helicopter. <laughs> what the fuck? How has no one noticed a fucking Russian military helicopter going into Japan? <laughs> oh god. While the finding of biological warfare agents such as anthrax and Ebola cultures was reported, those claims now appear to have been wildly exaggerated. There were stockpiles of chemicals that could be used for producing the sarin to kill 4 million people. Damn. Police also found laboratories 
to manufacture drugs such as LSD, methamphetamines and a crude form of a truth serum. A safe containing millions of US dollars in cash and gold and cells, many still containing prisoners. During the raid, Um issued statements claiming that the chemicals were for fertilisers. <laughs> okay. Over the next six weeks, over 150 cult members were arrested for, for a variety of offences. The media was stationed outside Um Tokyo's headqu- headquarters on Komisawa Dori in Ayoma for months after the attack and arrests waiting for action to get images of the cult members. A truth serum. Yeah. Is that real? No. It's like with the Black Dahlia, they say that they gave him a truth serum to see if he actually killed her, but it's not. I think it's just like a type of drug to make people's inhibitions lower. You know, I can just imagine. I don't know why I can... Because this isn't even even funny. This is actually like... It's horrendous what happened. But I can just imagine police raiding this massive hole in a mountain and there's all these... There's all these like um people that are like accountants and stuff yeah and they're like running around with like loads of paper like ah screaming because the police are coming to get them and they're like trying to burn all the evidence they're like oh it's fertilizer it's fertilizer like we're legit oh don't look at those prisoners in the cells don't look at all that lsd like we're legit like why why would you even say oh there's chemicals and fertilizers fertilizers, but you've also got lsd and meth and people being held they hostage found a fucking russian military <laughs> helicopter on your ground you what? do not need to try and explain the drugs why <laughs> are you lying why are you always lying why would you even lie but like yeah the chemicals are to fucking kill people yeah to fertilize what man you're on a mountain anyway so oh poor mount fuji it's such a pretty place as well <laughs> On the evening of 5th of May, a burning paper bag was discovered in the toilet of Tokyo's busy Shinjuku station. Upon examination, it was revealed that it was a hydrogen cyanide device, which, had it not been extinguished in time, would have released enough gas into the ventilation system, possibly killing 10,000 commuters. On the 4th of July, several undetonated cyanide devices were found on other locations in the Tokyo subway. During this time, numerous cult members were arrested for various offences, but the arrests of most senior members on the charge of the subway gassing had not yet taken place. Wow. Imagine killing... Imagine if that actually went off and they killed 10,000 commuters. That, like, how can that's you... That's got to be like, the biggest, the biggest like, single incident. Ever that yeah, would be definitely. Yeah, 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 crazy. I mean, this their first Tokyo subway attack was is still the biggest incident in Japan's history. I think is it? Yeah, like single killing in Japan's history. Yeah, um, but it's mental because I asked my mum if she if she'd heard about this because obviously it was like happened in 1995. Like you think you'd mm. remember it, wouldn't you? I had no like I obviously I we hadn't because we were like yeah. one and three. But I thought I thought my mum would have because my, like my mum always says like oh you remember where you were when nine eleven happened and like obviously she knows who Charles Manson is and what Jonestown was and blah blah blah. Mm. But I don't know. It's it's I don't know. It's Western world though, isn't it? Yeah. They only ever talk about what goes on in the West. Because like... like before we before we researched this, I'd literally never heard of it. Never. I'd recognised his photo. Like of him. Did you? I didn't. But I think that's maybe of like as I'm scrolling through like true crime stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. Yeah, you haven't actually read it. Acti- yeah, yeah. I've never actively tried to learn about it, and I knew there was a reason for there being no public trash cans in Japan. Yeah, because you did say that when I mentioned it. You were like, "Oh yeah, that's why they don't have any." Yeah, yeah. Bins. Um. But yeah. So Asahara was finally found hiding within a wall of a cult building <laughs> of a cult building known as the Six Satian in the Kamikashiki complex on the 16th of May and was arrested. On the same day, the cult mailed a parcel bomb to an office of Gukio Ashima, the governor of Tokyo, blowing off the fingers of his secretary's hand. Asahara was initially charged with 23 counts of murder and 16 other offences. The trial, dubbed the trial of the century, 
by the press ruled Asahara guilty of masterminding the attack and sentenced him to death. Imagine, ima- sorry, imagine taking like a job as like the gov- the governor's secretary. The secretary, yeah, your yeah. fucking fingers get blown off. Well, it happened in um, America with the Unibomber as well, didn't it? Yeah. Everyone was scared of opening any any sort of package. Mm, yeah. Right? The reason why a small circle of mostly senior UN members committed atrocities and the extent of the personal involvement of by Asahara remained unclear. Although several theories have attempted to explain these events. In response to the prosecution's charge that Asahara ordered the subway attacks to distract authorities, the defence maintained that Asahara was not aware of the events, pointing to his deteriorating health. Obviously. Shut up. I can't, I'm so ill. Shortly after his arrest, Asahara abandoned his, his post as the organization's leader and since then has maintained silence refusing to communicate even with lawyers and family members Damn. i don't know what do you want me to say i don't feel sorry no. For this. oh no way on the 21st of june 1995 asahara acknowledged that in january 1994 he ordered the killing of a sect member kotaro okida a pharmacist at an um hospital they had their own hospitals? Yeah. That's what I think it's probably more like a clinic, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okida, who tried to escape from a sex compound, was held down and strangled by another UM member who was allegedly told that he too would be killed if he did not strangle Okida. UM had been able to operate for years due to legal system that made it tough for police and prosecutors to take action against religious groups, like you said earlier. Yeah. A 1951 law enacted to ensure strong religious freedoms meant that government oversight was, in practice, quite difficult. Following the attack, UM was forced by the Tokyo District Court to disband, and it did so in December 1995. However, UM members were not forbidden from practising their faith or running affiliated businesses. The Diet, which is what? The Japanese government, government, passed a law forbidding the manufacturer, possession or use of sarin and similar substances and the law was revised to allow more monitoring of organisations deemed suspicious and potentially dangerous. Fucking obviously. Obviously <laughs> you cannot manufacture and possess sarin, a fucking nerve agent. Yeah. But it's one of those things, like, you wouldn't think anyone would try and do it until they do it. But imagine, you know imagine I mean? if like... they never actually killed anyone, so would they have technically not have been charged with being in possession of this nerve agent? Because before this, That's it wasn't true. legal. That's true. So I could just have nerve agent in like my fucking were, bathroom in a little yeah, like pot. If, like if they were raided for another reason and then they found that they'd been producing this. Like, oh, don't worry, it's just a little bit of nerve it. agent. No worries. Yeah. You haven't just used this. Now. You haven't used this, have you? No. Okay, cool. No, no drums. Just killed 29 sheep. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, another law gave more autonomy to local police when dealing with cross-prefectural crimes, which is... There we go. You know, that's why they killed the three people and put them in different prefectures. The group underwent a number of transformations in the aftermath of Asahara's arrest and trial. For a brief time, Asahara's two preteen sons officially replaced him as a guru. It regrouped under the new name Elf. Elf? Elf. 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 <laughs> in February 2000, it announced a change in doctrine. Religious texts related to controversial Buddhist doctrines and the Bible were removed. The group apologised to the victims of the Sarin gas attack, because that makes everything better, and established a special compensation fund. Oh, sorry I fucking killed your family and attacked a subway station. Would you like £20? Here's a bit of money, because that's what their life was worth. Here's some compo, because that's what everyone wants. Yeah. Provocative publications and activities that alarm society are no longer published. Well, that's fucking good, isn't it? <laughs> For me, hero, Joyu, sorry, oh my God, I'm so sorry. One of the few senior leaders of the group under Asahara, who did not face serious charges, became the official head of the organisation in 1999. Koki Ishii, a legislator who formed an anti-UM committee in the National Diet in 1999, was murdered in 2002. Why is that relevant? Coincidence, maybe? I think not. (laughs) (laughs) For over 15 years, only three fugitives were being actively sought. 
At 11.50pm on the 31st of December 2011, Makoto Hirata... Oh my god, I said that so good. (laughs) Makoto Hirata surrendered himself to the police and was arrested on suspicion of being involved in the 1995 abduction of Kiyoshi Korea, a non-member who had died during the UM kidnapping and interrogation. On June 2012, police captured Naoko Kikuchi, the second fugitive, acting on a tip from local residents. Acting on information from the capture of Kikuchi, including recent photographs showing a modified appearance, the last remaining fugitive, Katsuya Takahashi, was captured on the 15th of June 2012. He is said to have been the driver of the Tokyo gas attack and was caught in Tokyo, having been on the run for 17 years. But he's in Tokyo. He's not even on the run. He's in Tokyo. He's like, yeah, Yeah. come and get me. Like, it's not like he's gone to another country that haven't got. He's not even on the run. He's probably like moved house, like down the street. Yeah, maybe dyed his hair blonde. (laughs) Literally, an altered appearance. (laughs) Yeah, he got glasses and grew grey hair. Get those glasses with the nose attached. (laughs) Yeah, hmm, you'll never (laughs) catch me now. (laughs) See if they can find me now. I mean, I think if that if that doesn't just fucking scream how in, oh, I I feel rude, but how incompetent the Japanese police are. That is not rude at all. This Plenty whole, of police. This whole uh, thing has just proved to me like, no, I could get away with murder in Japan probably. But I think they've improved a hell of a lot since. But it's you know very I mean? it's very reactive. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I've learned from this. Anyway. Well, there's not much more they can do if it's all happened. Like, they can't turn I mean, back time. Who, would, it, who like. would ever think that fucking people living in a mountain would have nerve agent and then spray it on people? Exactly. Asahara and his 12 senior UM leaders were executed in July 2018. Since 2000, UM has been the subject of government surveillance. UM has now split into mainstream groups called ELF. ELF? LFA? Fuck me. I can't do it. ELF. ELF. And Hikari Noa, led by former UM spokesman Fumihiro Joyu. As of last year, all groups were under surveillance. A 2019 report by the Public Security Intelligence Agency estimated that there were 1,650 members of all three groups within Japan, and still some in Russia. At the end of October 2019, they had 1.3 billion yen in assets. That is a lot of money. That's a shitload. The agency warns that Eilf and the group led by Yamanda remain devoted to Asahara while Hakari Noir displays Buddhist paintings apparently connected to Asahara and conducts visits to the places deemed holy by Joyu and to shrines deemed related to Asahara. So they still think that he's God, basically. Mm. Even though they try and um, separate themselves from him. After Asahara's execution, Joyu offered an apology to the Saran victims and said that he had no special feelings for Asahara. In April 2019, Elf was ordered by the Tokyo court to pay out more than 1 billion yen to victims of the attack. That's all their money. Yeah. According to a June 2005 report by the National Police Agency, I don't know which country it's for, Eilf approximately had 1,650 members, of whom 650 lived in a communal compound. The group operated 26 facilities in 17 prefectures and about 120 residential facilities. There's still quite, there's like, they're still around. There's still quite a lot, yeah. Yeah. An article in Mainichi Shibun newspaper on September 11th 2002 showed that the Japanese public still mistrusts Elf and compounds are usually surrounded by protest banners from local residents. In January 2000, the group was placed under surveillance for a period of three years under the anti-UM law, in which the group is required to submit a list of members and details of assets to the authorities. In January 2003, Japan's Public Security Intelligence Agency received permission to extend the surveillance for another three years, as they found evidence which suggested that the group still revered Asahara, according to the religious news blog report issued in April 2004. The authorities still considered the group a threat to society. On September 2006, Shoko Asahara lost his final appeal against the death penalty. 
The following day, Japanese police raided the offices of ELF in order to prevent any illegal activities by cult members in response to the confirmation of Asahara's death sentence. Thirteen cult members were eventually sentenced to death. It still has followers both in Japan and also worldwide, in particular in some countries of the former Soviet Union. In 2016, police in Russia conducted a number of raids on suspected cult members in Moscow and St. Petersburg. In 2014, the Japan Times alleged that good looks and a commitment to a cause demonstrated by Elf inspired a new generation of admirers. Dissatisfaction with society and low degrees of success in life make them identify with the cult and adore the cultists as if they were pop idols. So they're still they're still targeting towards the the people who feel most alone in society. I think as well, yeah, in yeah. like I know it in Chinese culture, but perhaps Japanese culture as well, like if you're single and at the age of twenty five, if you're still single, like Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. not really it's much like, going for you. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's probably what this is about as well. In countries like in in these kind of countries, like they put a lot of pressure on it, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Sometime after April 2013, the Public Security Intelligence Agency took a photo inside of Ailes' facilities. In this photograph, a bundle of papers is pierced with a knife on an altar-like object. The papers, include... <laughs> Sorry. the papers include photos of PSIA employees and directors, police officers and lawyer Taro Takimoto, who help followers leave um, Shinriko. At least at this point in time, Eilf still displayed portraits of Shoko Asahara and demanded followers dependents using videos of Asahara. On the 5th of April 2016, the Investigative Committee of Russia announced that it opened a criminal case against, against Umshinriko followers and that its investigators, along with Federal Security Service, FSB forces, were conducting raids in Moscow and St. Petersburg to find them and confiscate literature, religious items and electronic information. On the 20th of September 2016, the Russian government banned Umtramrinko from the country, declaring it a terrorist organisation. I mean, if Russia thinks you're a terrorist, then fucking hell. Yeah, that's true. You're doing something wrong. (laughs) On the 1st of January 2019, in Tokyo, Um Sympathiser Kazuhiro Kasakabe told authorities that he intentionally rammed into pedestrians crowded into narrow Takeshita Street in Harajuku as a terrorist act in retaliation for an execution. What execution? Hmm? It remains unclear whether he was referencing the 2018 executions of Umshinriko Doomsday Cult members directly or making a broader statement. The attack on New Year's Day left eight injured and a ninth person was also directly injured by the driver. Wow. And that's that. Nothing so far this year. They've kept themselves to themselves, which is good. That's a lot, isn't it? Unless... It's like a long history of like attacks and knowledge and everything going on with this fucking cult, isn't it? I know, like, it's all the way till now. Yeah. Like, a lot of them just... Yeah, that's what, 25 years? Yeah. But you wait, by the end of this year, it'll, they'll admit to being the reason that COVID happened. <laughs> Whether that's right or not. Because... Yeah. They'll try anyway. and claim it. So that's that. It was a lot of information. I find this one really interesting, though, to be fair. Yeah, I think this is the most interesting one because it's the I think maybe it's like a different... We had of it. Ow. Oh. I think also because it's like a different culture, like... We're yeah, not just talking definitely. about America and it's always fucking America. Like yeah. we needed, we needed a palate cleanser. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So follow us on Instagram, everything with the girls, yeah. and like and share, and review us on Apple Podcasts, please, because I would like to know if my editing skills are getting any better at all. <laughs> I mean, she's spending about fucking three hours doing it, so yeah uh, that's that's the quickest time as well to be able this to, to be, be able long, long. we've been recording for like two hours to be able to have someone appreciate that is probably yeah i mean i appreciate it because i do absolutely fuck all in this process no, you I do just, the majority you do the bulk of the research though i, I just, just go in and add a few a few lines here and there i so just show it, up on time and it balances out swear a lot and talk about conspiracies yeah 
Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.